every day when I'm breathing, it's for us to go forward. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I'm giving truth, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do. I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world. But I guarantee that I will spark the brain that will change the world. And that's our job. It's to spark somebody else watching us. We, we, we might we not, be, might the not be the one, but let's not, but let's be, not selfish. be selfish. And because, and because we're not going to change the world, let's not talk about how we should change. change. I don't know how, I don't know how to change. change. But I know but if I, I keep talking about how dirty it is out here, somebody's going to clean it up. And now he's been promoted. His job, principal. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sneaker Chain. Joku Sneaker Principal. Welcome to the Sneaker Principal Podcast. It is June 1st, 2022. And uh, this is the uh, the final month in our school year begins here in New York City. And um, yeah, this is when things get a little crazy. Prom and graduation and wrapping up the school year and exams and things of that nature. Some of you who are in education, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is the time of crazy, but um, this is what we signed up for. Um, those of you who are joining me right now, I want to welcome all of you. If you are on, if you are on Instagram, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. If you are on TikTok, same thing. Actually, no, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you're probably wondering what's going on here. So, of course, those of you who know me, have been following me, you know that I'm constantly tinkering with technology. So, right now, what you're seeing is me on um, Ecamm Live um, on YouTube. But, however, um, again, I got to make sure you have this right to my, to my, to my left is um, Instagram and to my right is TikTok. So, um just experimenting, you know, as those of you know, I'm always trying to find a way to how to harness technology in the best way possible. And often what happens is I'm trying to, you know, engage my followers on both platforms. And it's hard to do because as of right now, Ecamm Live does not allow me to um, stream to either of those platforms. I mean, you can, but it's just too much OBS and third party apps. So my question is, what can I do? So what I'm doing right now, I'm using two iPhones to stream to actually that's actually connected into my stream uh, Ecamm um, hardwired in and then those of you on YouTube can see the uh, engagement on both ends um, it's kind of hard to read one thing you, can, you can't really do if you're watching is read the um, if there's any content so if I increase the screen this way and that way it becomes interesting because what you're now seeing is Literally three of me on the screen, but um, nonetheless, those of you who who are on the podcast are, are probably wondering what's going on here. Well, if you want to see, you would have to go on YouTube, uh, Sticker Principle, or, or any other platforms that I'm on, Sticker Principle, and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. But um, this evening, um, what I want to talk about really, really quick is something that's been um on my mind uh as of late um. There's been all these articles um, out there about the teacher shortage. You know, this exodus of teachers from education, and it's something that um, 
of course, um, as an educator, as a school leader, I am experiencing it firsthand. The fact that, um, that, uh, people walking away from the profession, the pandemic had a huge hand in it, but I also think the evolution of education and what that looks like for, for teachers and schools and all the things you have to deal with, um, it's making it very hard for people to even stay or even find it lucrative. In some places, is the pay that teachers um, uh, get is so low that um, it, it literally is a devalue to the profession. So people opt in to walk away. But um, there's also a group of people out there who are deeply involved in education, who are struggling as well. And that's um, our administrators or principals, assistant principals. That's something that's also happening. People uh, in those in those roles are starting to question whether or not it's worth it. So this evening, what I did was, um, I mean, I was thinking about this earlier today. I was having a conversation with someone. And then this evening, I was like, let me go on. Let me just, you know, do some Googling and see what I can find out there. Because there's a lot of information out there about why, why teachers are leaving the profession. But I was like, let me see what's going on with principals. You know, what is, is there any research out there, any work out there? And there's some things. So I'm going to tell you, I'm a lazy Googler unless I'm really like super into what I'm looking for. So what I do is um, I Google something and I just kind of like surf it. I surf the page. So I just typed in why are principals leaving the profession? I typed it right before I logged on live. And um, a couple of things that came up. I, I went straight to uh, uh, the first article that I find on here it says here, I think this is from, from um, Ed Weekly or edweek.org. It says, besides the new challenges that have emerged in the last two years, principals surveyed reported that more commonly, non-factors like heavy workload and state accountability measures are most likely to cause, to, I'm sorry, most likely to cause them to leave the profession. The consequences of, of loss of experience principles cannot be understated. And some people might be like, okay, what do you mean heavy workload? And, um, Oh, I just lost, uh, I just lost, uh, the gram. I'm sorry. So I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the gram off the screen then and I'm going to shrink, um, TikTok. So those of you here in TikTok, I'm still here. Um, oh, that's my fault. I didn't fully charge my other iPhone. So I thought the, the, uh, the data, the data line would would keep it charged, but it didn't. It's um, so it is what it is. But um, but here it's saying the consequences. I mean, I mean, the, the one of the biggest issues here we're looking at is heavy workload and state accountability measures. And um, I cannot understate the workload. Cannot be understated. Uh, for first second experience, I love what I do. Let's start from there. But um, the profession itself, even in the six years that I've been a principal in two different schools, the the work has shifted tremendously towards a lot of compliance and and and, um, and uh, issues that are more legalistic than they are really about engaging students in their learning. And it's just the nature of the world we're in right now. And for a lot of principals, it's a struggle to balance making sure students are getting what they need in the classroom, then also all the paperwork and emails and everything that, that, try, that that's happening and uh, at the same time that distracts from that. And... um. And for a lot of people, it's, 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 it's a huge stressor. You know, I often wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I go to my phone and I'm checking, okay, who's not here today? Who's not going to be at school today? 
then also by the time I get to work, I'm going to go into my emails. What are the big things that are happening? Uh, messages I got, I got to comb through the 200 emails that I probably get in a day to figure out what needs to be handled. But then at the same time, you deal with everything else in the building, you know, um, from, from student needs to teacher needs to general building needs and family needs and all these different things, you know, all happening at the same time. And I'm fortunate to have three APs and we're stressed to the, to, I mean, stressed all the way. And I can only imagine what it's like to be a principal by yourself in your building, or maybe you might only have one assistant principal. And I don't care what size your school is. It's still a lot of work that is put on your shoulders as a school leader. And I can imagine for a lot of people, it's, it's a struggle. It's just a huge struggle to stay in the profession, knowing that, um, that it's probably not going to get any better anytime soon. So, uh, and then the state accountability. If you're not doing what you need to do in your school, guess what? The state comes in, they, they're constantly going to measure you. And if you're not meeting matrices that are set for you, then school could lose money, school, school could be shut down, or you can just lose your job. So that's another huge stressor. And it doesn't matter how your kids came to you. It just matters how much progress your kids are, are making. So imagine having a school where the kids are coming in at grade level. Their growth and progress is probably going to be much easier than a school where maybe kids are two or three or four years behind, you know, and I've seen this. And then you're here trying to make, to make movement, but you have to make so much more movement than a school that might only be a year behind or at grade level to get your kids to part. And often the, the uh, matrices that are used by, by the state, um, are tough. They're tough and don't take, take, and do not take into accountability the steps that need to happen or, or the, 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 the amount of, um, ground that needs to be covered to get kids up, uh, you know, up to par. So that's a huge stressor. The other thing too I'm noticing here is, um, in Google, and I love the people, uh, people also ask section. So here's some kind of questions. Why do principals leave the profession? I mean, and some of this is repetitive, but I'm going to kind of go over it again. It says heavy workload, accountability measures, and time spent on compliance requirements were the top reasons that would make principals consider resigning. And that was 2021. And that was from an article, districtadministration.com, mass exodus, COVID politics may speak, may spark wave of um, principals um, resigning, I think. Um, the other one question here is, is there a principal shortage? Which is interesting. This is from NASSP. And the title is Principal Shortage. It says here, that the little um, blurb, as a result, many school districts across the country report principal vacancies and a serious lack of qualified applicants to replace them. The demand for employment of elementary, middle, and high school principals will grow 6% nationwide by the year 2022 due to uh, population increases. So that's crazy. So we're already expecting an increase in demand principals, meaning that we need more schools and more buildings and more spaces for, because of just the, the growth population increase, period. But then we're losing principals as well, potentially. So not only do you need new principals who are probably going to be newer into the game, but you're also losing veteran principals. So, you know, how much support are the newer principals going to need to have to be successful at the job com as compared to veteran teachers who often these days are not even a retirement age. They're just saying, you know what, I, I, I'm going to go do something else. And people have to realize that teachers and principals, these are some of the most educated people. If you're a principal, typically you have at least a bachelor's degree and a minimum two master's degrees, at least in New York State. And, and, and there's a huge trend towards people getting a doctorate. So you have people who 
are educated enough to do other things if they choose to. And not only that, people who actually kind of like school. So they have no problem going back and being retrained for something. So it's, it's a, um, it's definitely an issue that needs to be rethought about this, this, um, potential fleeing or even current fleeing of principals from the profession. Uh, the other question here is what is the average tenure of a principal? I saw this earlier and this really shocked me. And tenure is just the, the, the length of time someone stays in. Um, a particular position. So actually, let me make sure I have the right definition. But tenure actually has two meanings. So tenure, um, you're holding of an office. So um, um, so the noun is the holding of office. The verb is to give someone permanent post. So a teacher can get tenure, meaning that um, they're protected from just a random firing. You know, they have to go through a process. But as a noun, tenure is, is the holding of an office. So here, it says here the, let's see if we can find it again, the average tenure of a principal. So that's the length of time principals hold their office nationwide is four years as of 2016-2017. This says this number uh, masks considerable considerable variation with 35% of principals being at their schools for less than two years and only 11% of principals being at their schools for for 10 years or more. That's crazy. I mean, even though it's from 2016, this says here that 35% of principals stay at, at, at the job or at their schools for less than two years. Wow. And only 10% um, make it, you know, stay for 10 years or more. It's funny because in my mind, I, I always had the stereotype of the, of the principal who's there forever. And, um, and they're like, you know what? I knew your grandfather when he was in elementary school. I knew your parents when they were here. And that's only 11% of the population. And that was from 2016 before the pandemic. So I wonder what it is now. That's crazy. And that comes from the learningpolicyinstitute.org. Um, the title of the article is Understanding and Addressing Principal Turnover, Learning Policy. Um, this is an interesting one. What do principals do when they retire? And it's interesting because a lot of the positions are like substitute teaching, curriculum development, grant writing and advocacy, international and independent schools, and um, nonprofit and charity work, you know, and um, which makes sense because often um, people who are in education tend to, to move towards education just in a different space. And as a school leader, as a principal, um, that market of space for, for the market for your unique skills outside of education is um, hmm, it's hard. I tried to thought about that. What are the kind of jobs principals can do without you know additional training, and without leaning on their previous um, um skill sets? So okay, uh, what's going on here? My phone. Yeah, I thought I thought uh, Instagram was coming back on again, but it isn't. Um. And this question here is, is and I, I know the topic here is about why the principal's leaving, but I'm, I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole real quick here. So I'm going to look at, one, I think, one more question here. Is a principal, is, is principal a stressful job? Um, this here is from uh, thoughtco.com, 10 pros and cons of being a school principal. It says here, it can be, it can be a rewarding job, which is very true. And it can also be extremely uh, it can also be an extremely stressful job. 
Not everyone is cut out to be a principal. There are certain um, defining characteristics that a good principal will possess. If you're thinking of, of becoming a principal, it is crucial that you weigh all the pros and cons that come with the job. And that is very true. Um, I kind of I, I, I kind of set my eyes on being a principal early on in my career. And um and it's interesting because um and it was and honestly it was like my first year. I want to say it was like my first year that I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a principal. Yes, I'm gonna do this. And I was a first year teacher. And um and uh s- seven years later and I was an assistant principal and by my eleventh year I was a principal. And um I was fortunate to have had really strong, good leaders, you know, with me who who guided me through the process towards becoming a school leader. But um, at the same time, the stress levels that I saw in, in, in my mentors who were principals was ridiculous. I saw people who have ulcers and heart attacks and all kinds of all kinds of physical ailments because handling the the day to day of a school is it can be insane. I remember reading an article uh, years back that said the three most stressful jobs or the three three jobs that had the most similarities as far as mental um, capacity and the thought the thinking process at, on the job was emergency room physician, um, uh, a, a school teacher, and uh, I think they said like a firefighter. And, and the logic was this, is that the not, amount of things you have to address within a short period of time. So imagine being in an emergency room and being in a physician. You could have somebody come in with a bullet wound. You could have somebody come in with a splinter. You could have someone come in with, with, with COVID or pneumonia. And all these things are happening. You're triaging constantly, trying to figure out who to deal with, who is the most pressing. And so you keep, keep saving lives. You're a firefighter. You go into a house. There's a family stuck in there. You have to assess who can I get out quickly with the least amount of um, damage and be able to come back and get the rest. You know, who needs to get out first? A teacher same thing. And let me tell you right now, people don't realize this and they forget. All the principal is, is the principal teacher. Okay. To be the principal, you know, that means of like a principal investor or principal, uh, or if you're putting a print, if you're saving your principal, it means your main money, you know, your main thing, the main person, the principal, all the principal is in the school is the main teacher. You know, usually the best teacher in a school building traditionally would become the principal. Over time, it became someone who had the licensing and the authority to run the school. But I like to think that and that um, the principal should be someone who who's just as capable of taking over a classroom and teaching. And if you are that principal who knows about teaching, that means you approach your job from that lens of triaging and constantly juggling like, things that are happening, coming up with solutions. And that's super stressful, super stressful. Because um, when you, f- you forget one thing, there's a problem. If you over, if you spend too much time on one thing versus another, there's a problem. So trying to find a way to balance all that is is a lot of work. Um, but again, it's super rewarding. It's super rewarding. Um, quick quick question here. It says here, the youngest principal in the world. Huh? I'm not. Even, I don't think this has to do with school principal. It says the youngest principal in the world was Dan Herron's birthday, February 29th, 1972, makes him the youngest principal ever at 10 years old. Oh, no, no, he is, this is legit. <laughs> There's a 10-year-old principal, but this was, 
long time ago. 19, this would have been 1982, so it's not even relevant. But, um, but yeah, you know, um, if you get a chance and you go to your kid's school, ask your principal, hey, you going to be here next year? Because it's, it's, it's kind of crazy when you think about the fact that, um, that there's just been so much shift in the world and, and, and there's a need to make sure that our educators, our teachers, our ministers are good mentally, physically, because uh, these past two, two, three years has been some of the toughest times that we've experienced in our, in, in our lifetime as educators in schools. And, um, the workload, the stress, the, the, the way children are presenting themselves now, the trauma they've gone through, these are all things that we have to deal with. So it's a challenge to just be present and be able to take care, care of your students, but at the same time, take care of yourself. And, um, those of you who are t- teachers out there or even administrators listen to this, you know, one thing I want to say to you is, you know, take care of yourself. Make sure that you're making time for yourself. You're mindful about how you present and how and what you're what you're going through, because um, so often we just get caught up in the rigmarole of the day, and we're juggling, juggling, juggling all these different things, and we forget about ourselves. And I know people, uh, principals who would tell me, who've told me. I forgot to go to the bathroom today. Like, you know, like yesterday I didn't go to the bathroom. Like I was a, and I knew I had to go to the bathroom. I didn't go, you know, or I didn't eat at all. Or, you know, I was so stressed out that I just fought through it and carried that stress with me the whole entire time. Or my blood pressure is, is off the roof. And like all these different things, you know, and, and, it, and honestly, if you just take some time to breathe, and be intentional about your day, you know, it's so much better than carrying all that. And, um, um, I ask, um, those of you who are connected to principals, administrators, assistant principals, even teachers, check it up on, check in, uh, check in on them, you know, ask them, are you eating? Are you, did you take care of yourself today? Did you do the right things? Were you mindful? Because again, you know, it's one thing to lose, to lose school leaders and teachers too to to the stress of the job and, and people who are walking away. That's nothing to lose people to just dropping dead. And it's happened. It's happened. I will never forget a story that I heard early on. And it's funny because I don't know, I'm not even sure if it's, if it's a myth, but I've heard it enough times to believe that it had happened. There was a principal here in New York City who was just known for being very present, always around kids, knew him, was there for a long, long time. And um, apparently... One day came in, went to the office, and um, was there to, for the full day, and no one noticed. You know, big school things were going, no one noticed until somebody walked in there and found him, like literally slumped over at his seat. He had he had passed away. I think he had a heart attack or something like that, and that was it. That was it. And not to say that my friend's practices or anything could would have saved him, but life is so short. And we have to take care of ourselves. But I really believe if you take care of ourselves, we live longer, we're more productive. And um and we'll probably be more likely to stay in the profession. You know, stress is the biggest driver for a lot of us, you know, who have thought about leaving or those of us who've actually left. You know, stress is a big factor in there. But I believe if you take care of yourself, you stay vigilant about, you know, your diet and your exercise and just being in a good mental space, then you will stay. And you will be more productive in getting the work done and moving your community forward, your children forward. So um, I just want to talk to you guys about that 
briefly this evening. I hope you're all well. And um, I think I'm going to go get some shut-eye and get ready for tomorrow. So um, with that being said, be well, be safe, and I'll talk to you guys soon. All right? Peace. And now, and now he's been promoted. promoted. His job is principal. principal. <laughs>